Welcome to episode 21 of That Thing with James J. Asher II. That's me! You may notice that uh, uh, I didn't play the music. That's because I just don't feel like it. It's been a long day, it's hot in here, and this is the second episode I'm recording this week, so, you know. Yeah. Uh, If you want to help support the show, let's, let's take care of some business first. If you want to help support the show, you can donate um, via my Patreon, which is patreon.com slash that thing with James. And you can, it's a monthly donation set up. There's different tiers, and you can pay as low as $1 per month or as high as $3,000 per month if you have fuck you money or if you're just really bad at money management. Um, you can also find me on social media. I'm mostly active on Instagram and a little active on Twitter. Uh, both of those are at James J. Asher. Um, and you can also visit my website, jamesjasher.com. Uh, there you can find some uh, contact information for my agent if you want to give me some work. Uh, let's see what else. And oh, also, if you're watching this on YouTube um, and you're a fan of the show, please subscribe to the channel, um, like the videos, you like and uh, leave a comment um and all that information will be in the description so without further ado episode 21 of that thing with james jash of the second that's me i have a guest today yeah two guests in a row mom hello hello it's nice to be here james it's nice to be here mom i live here oh that's true <laughs> but your name is James J. Asher II because of me. Because of you? Yeah, I named you. You did? Well, with your dad. Me and your who, dad named you. Who decided to name me after dad's dad? Probably your dad. But I agreed. You agreed? I agreed. You agreed? Yes. Um, so, without me agreeing, you wouldn't have a name for this show. And then... Let's see. You guys were getting wild at Lake Tahoe on St. Patrick's Day, 1987, and then I was born. Well, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. There, there was some green beer. There was some green beer involved. And actually, it may have been on the California side. On the California side? Of Lake Tahoe. So... Did you see that movie, um, Bad Times at El Royale? No. Oh, yeah. It's a movie. I just watched it last weekend. Would I like it? Maybe. It starts out pretty strong, but then it kind of falls apart at okay. halfway through. But John Hamm's in it. Oh, I like him. Yeah. It takes place in the 60s. And uh, he's like a, he's a Hoover man. Uh, Was there green beer? No, but El Royale, this fictional hotel, is located on the border between California and Nevada. So you can pay to stay in the California section, or you can pay to stay in the Calif- uh, Nevada half. Lake Tahoe. Right. Okay. So in the Nevada half, you can gamble. Right. Um, in the California half, rooms cost $1 extra. Why? Because it's in California. Okay, because they can. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, that's that's the story so of your you, beginnings. So, Tahoe is right on the border? 
Yeah, Lake Tahoe, half of it is, well, not half, but part of it is in California and part of it is in Nevada. And just like in that movie, you can go gamble on the Nevada side. Really? So the hotel sits in the California side, which is why I said, you know. Oh, but okay. But the gambling all went on, and the green beer probably all went on, on the Nevada the side. Nevada side. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, and then boom, surprise. Okay. Now, where are you from originally? I am originally from Colorado. From Colorado? Mm Mm-hmm. I was born in Pueblo, Colorado, which is, uh, it was the third largest city in the state when I was born. It's in southern part of the state. Okay. So. You could speak up. The microphone's kind of. Okay. Can you hear me now? (laughs) Yeah, that's better. Okay. So, you were from where again? I was from Pueblo, Colorado. Okay. And it's in the southern part of Colorado. My family isn't from there, though. My mother was pregnant with me when they moved from New England. So I always tell people I was raised by Yankees, but I grew up in Colorado. So your parents are both from... Massachusetts. Massachusetts. Right. And my three older sisters are from Massachusetts, but not me. And they're both immigrant families? Well... Aren't we all? Aren't we all, yeah. Aren't we all? But yeah, my mother's side was Irish, so they came over at various times during the potato famines. Okay. So around Civil War era? Well, before that. I'd say 1800s, early 1800s. Okay. And then my dad's family, though, I tell people that I'm a second generation immigrant on his side because my grandmother came through Ellis Island in 19... 1905, somewhere thereabouts. Okay. From Poland. So, was your dad born here or in Poland? He was born here. He Oh, so, he was so he's a here. natural citizen. He, yeah, he's a natural-born citizen, but okay. he grew up, his first language was Polish. Okay. Because his mother was not educated at all. She couldn't read or write, and right. she never learned to speak English. Not so, even in Polish, she couldn't read or write. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. Wow. So they lived in a, a part of Massachusetts that had a big Polish community. Uh-huh. And so there was no need really to learn English, and she never did. Uh. So his first language was Polish. Because and, that's what he learned at home. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And then when he went to school, he, he, learned he spoke English. English. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. So he was kind of bilingual, but he lost the Polish over the years because there's, let's face it, not a lot of Polish-speaking people in Pueblo, Colorado. Yeah. Now, uh, he had a pretty big family, right? He did. He had, there were six surviving kids. She had eight children. Mm -hmm. So he had an older sister, and then he was the oldest boy, and then on the way down. But two of the sisters died of pneumonia. Really? Like the 1918s different pneumonia epidemics that went through. Right. But he, my poor grandmother, she had babies like every... Every year and a half. Catholic, old school Catholic. Old school Catholic. But then her husband was killed, and so that was the end of the babies. How was he killed? Well, that's an interesting story, because I always heard that he died in a lumbering accident. Mm -hmm. So I assumed that he was cutting down trees and gauged poorly. Right. But then I was doing some research in the family history, and I came across an article from a newspaper that was posted, mm-hmm. and there was a picture of it, of, of this article, 
and it sounded more like there was some lumbering operation going on near where he lived, mm-hmm. and it was roped off, and you weren't supposed to be there, and he was, and he was killed because he was kind of where he shouldn't have been. Sounds like okay, so probably a tree fell. A tree fell. Okay, on him. Yeah. okay, yeah. So it's not like someone shot him for being in the oh, wrong no, place. Oh, no, no, no. A tree okay. fell on him. Okay. And so my dad was 13 years old, and he was the oldest surviving of all these kids. So he became the man of the house. He became the man of the house. Okay. Yeah. And then how did they? How did Grandma and Grandpa meet? Well, I, I never quite could tell that story. My mother always said they met at a, a community dance. Okay. So, who knows? They were quite a bit older when they got married. She was, he was 27 and she was 29. Is that so, old? So, for then. For then? For then it was, yeah. And that would have been what, the 30s? Um, Yeah, the late 30s. I should know. Well, maybe it was 1940. Yeah. Oh, they married before he went to war. Yes. Okay. Yeah, they got married before. My mother was a registered nurse, and she had been working as a nurse in Boston for some time. Mm-hmm. And my dad worked for the power company, whatever it's called in Massachusetts. I don't right. know. So the fact that they met at a community dance never quite made sense to me, but that's what that's the story. Okay. So. And then. Okay, so I mentioned that Grandpa went to war. Mm-hmm. Can you tell me about that? What war did he go to? So. He, he, World War II. Okay. The greatest generation. So he and all of his brothers, of course, I think most all men, um, went to war. He enlisted uh, just a couple of years after so my you, parents So he was a volunteer? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And he and my mom were married, and my oldest sister, they had her. And then my mother was pregnant with the next girl, mm-hmm. but off he went to war. And he probably could have gotten out of it because he wasn't real young at that right, point. Right, And he had a family, but it was a civic obligation. I mean, that's what you do. Right. Yeah. He saved the world. So I was able not too long ago to get these really cool records um, from his service because he never talked about it. Oh, I think you showed me those. I did. uh, January. I did. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, I was, you know, I was the youngest one of the family, of course. Yeah, he had like some kind of bone thing, his fist, right? Some kind of like bone density, like just a knot. He had a knot. And he always said it was from boxing because he was like, he was a a fighter when he was young. He was a boxer? He was a boxer. Tell (laughs) me about that. I think he just did it for money. For um, money? Yeah. I want to say it's kind of like Golden Gloves, but I don't think it was that organized. So right. He was just a fighter. So he fought for money. He fought for money. And he was quite the jock. Yeah. Yeah. I remember he seeing a, a picture. Jock. I remember yeah. seeing a picture in your office at high school of him with the the leather helmet. Yeah. Um, where, where, did he, where did he go to college? He went to Boston University. Okay. And played football for them and i've got some old pictures and they're really cool now how again how they paid for it back in those days who knows right but you know it's a jesuit school and 
I'm sure the church Boston probably Boston University has. is a Jesuit school? I believe it is. It's Catholic school. I think it's Jesuit. Okay. Well, I mean, if it's a Catholic school, then it's probably Jesuit. Yeah, that was my guess. Yeah. So that's where he went to school, and he got a business degree. Mm-hmm. And, of course, he was the first one in the family to, to go to college. And um, now, so I got copies of his old records from the uh, war because he never would talk about it. I didn't mm-hmm. ask him. But right. he would never talk about anything in the war. And when I got the records, I saw that he was actually in the Battle of the Bulge. Really? And it was just interesting to me that he had been through these battles because it listed them. You kind of had to dig through the records. Right. But he was in that, and his job was, an, um, they call it an engineering unit. Mm-hmm. And their job was to come in after the battle was over and rebuild the bridges and clear the ways so that, I guess, the... So they could truck in more right. people. Right. Yeah. Right. So he was in the European theater. Yes. And he was an engineer. Right. In that. And then after the war, he continued a career in engineering, but of a different kind, right? Yeah. When I was born, he was in... Uh, he worked for a steel mill as an industrial engineer. Okay. So he did, some, it was called time and motion studies. Mm-hmm. I remember as a little girl watching him on the table, um, it would like map out the most efficient way to manufacture stuff. And uh, time and motion studies, that makes me think of, he was working out how they could build a more efficient machine. Uh, steel. Machinery. Steel. Just Steel. Right, but it, you, you right. use machines to move the steel, you know, yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah. Huh. I remember going through that steel factory when I was a kid, and it was pretty fascinating. Really? You could look down and see all that molten metal just... And this was in Pueblo? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so then what... All right, what was your mom doing during World War II while her husband was off? She went back home to live with her mom and dad. With the baby. Okay. And that was pretty common and then, who, too. And who was the baby? The baby was my oldest sister, Marianne. Okay. So she brought her and her pregnant self and went back home and stayed with mom and dad. And I think that... So she was already pregnant with another child? Yeah. Who was that? Sheila. She was pregnant with my sister, Sheila. Okay. So... And moved back in with her parents? Yeah. Okay. Until the war was over. Makes sense. And I think he was... He was gone almost two years. He was gone through, of course, they were all gone through the duration of the war. Right. So. Right. Okay, so then he returned. Mm-hmm. And then what happened? They reunited? They reunited and they bought, or they were living in this house in New England. Mm-hmm. And it was an old place that he kind of renovated. Mm-hmm. And they, I don't know what happened, but they decided to move west. Okay. He had a brother that was living in California, and so that, you know, it's after the war, and it's like, okay, go west, young man. It's where all, right. the, right, all right. The, the stuff is. So they were headed out west, and they stopped in southern Colorado for some reason. I guess he had a job interview, ended up getting a job there, and then they stayed. So okay. they never made it to California. So then, by the time they landed in Pueblo, was Sheila born yet? Sheila was born, and Jean was born. Oh, and my so mother was, three babies by and, the time they got to Colorado. Yeah, and she was pregnant with me. Oh, okay. So, while they were while they stopped there, or after they put she, their stake there, she was in transit, pregnant. Okay, so, with you, with me, 
And then, so you were born in Pueblo, Colorado. Yes. Which is a really um, high class, lots of money, <laughs> you know, very white town. The whitest town in Colorado. It makes Aspen look like a dumpster fire, I'm right? I'm telling you, Pueblo was something else. It still is. It's, it's it still a, is. It's a, um, it's a very Hispanic area. Mm-hmm. And it was... No, you said that after I just got done basically calling it a dumpster. And I don't want to say that, like, it's a dumpster because it's a Hispanic area. I don't want to say that. Well, no. It just happens to be, like, a poor area. It's a poor for area. For everybody. For everybody. Right? Yeah. But, like, 80% of the everybody's... Are Hispanic. Or Hispanic. Right. So, it just... That was just the nature of the area. Right. And, uh, yeah, it wasn't a very nice town. The the steel mill would belch smoke out regularly during the day. Is there a lot of industrial in the well, industry there? that was the number one employer was the steel mill, and then mm-hmm. they had an army depot, so they made ammunition there. So, it was just... It makes sense. Yeah, it was a... Industrial. Industrial town. area. Okay. And it had kind of a sordid thing going on too by the time i came along because it's right on i-25 which is the major corridor out of mexico and so there was a a fair amount of um drug running right out of mexico okay so it was a rough little town okay it was a rough town it might be nice now i don't know does that go through albuquerque i-20 i-25 i-25 i think so because I know Albuquerque is a major like yeah. crossroads for drug running. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Breaking bad. I heard about this first, though, when I was living in Tahlequah. Um, my landlord's... My senior year, I got that apartment. Yeah. Um, and the landlord... I don't know what happened to her, but just one day, her grandson was there. Uh, this dude from Pueblo... Or not Pueblo, from Albuquerque. A little punk. A little punk. He's like, I don't know. 15. What do you really think about him? He's like 15 or something. But he was telling me all about, like, he grew up in the uh, the projects there. Mm. And I don't know if it's true, but he said that he used to have to, like, run crack to, he'd call them the smokers. You know, he's like, that's, you know, if you're poor like me, that's what you got to do. Yeah. You know, you live in the hood. Maybe. And, and then he explained why there's so much drugs there, because it's, yeah. An intersection of all those highways. Right. 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 So Pueblo was kind of, and not like that, but it, it was... It's on that highway. The blood flowed yeah. on that vein. Yeah. Now, I had a kid that I went to high school with, just to give you an example. And this was in, what, 19... The early 19th... Well, 19... Late 60s, early 70s. Okay. And he just didn't show up to class one day. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, what happened? I don't remember his name, but what happened to Johnny? Why isn't he at class today? Well, he had mysteriously been shot and killed in the night. Huh. And it, one of your classmates. One of my classmates. And you were how? Eh, 15, 16 years old. So you were in high school. Yeah. Okay. And uh, the story was that he had somehow gotten shot in the head and he was on the couch and his mom saw him and thought he was asleep so she didn't oh, do anything jesus it was like a whole story yeah so i mean that it was a rough town oh man it was a rough little town but nonetheless uh um, but nonetheless that's where i was born that's where you were born um let's see 
So then you were born and you grew up in Pueblo. Um, I remember you telling me a lot about seeing people in white gowns, white sleeping gowns, wandering through the streets after like a siren and an announcement on the radio. Remind me what all that was about. Are you talking about the 13th Street? I don't know. I'm talking about the 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 asylum. Okay, yeah. Is that yeah. on 13th Street? Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, so this tell is, me, you this know, is paint the, the picture. Okay, so, um, so it's a rough town. It's got two big industries that are kind of rough industries. We've got this highway that's going up and down. So you've got a transient population. Mm-hmm. Okay, you've also got a um, an army base in Colorado Springs. So that's maybe you know, right. 45 minutes away. So you've got a lot of transient population. Right. And this is where the state of Colorado decided to build the state hospital. So it was a, a mental hospital is what they called it in those days. Okay. And we used to joke and say, yeah, if you, you know, if you start acting crazy, we're just going to lock you up on 13th Street. <laughs> and sometimes people would get out and be walking, but I can remember going there as a kid with uh, like a Girl Scout troop, uh-huh. and we you do nice things at Christmas for those people, mm-hmm. and so we went and visited there, and it was the scariest damn thing I'd ever seen in my life. I had never hmm. been in a mental hospital before. Oh, you went in it? Yeah, we were in it. We were Why? on the ward. Whose idea was that? <laughs> the, the, it was a different world. It was the scout leader. They took us there. You know, it's kind of like now you might go carol at a nursing home. This yeah, was but... like, let's go visit the people in the mental hospital right so i don't know seems kind of silly idea now doesn't it (laughs) yeah but at the time but people would escape people would escape and you would see them every now and then it's like going down the street in the gown with the no back on it because kind of like one flew over the cuckoo's nest exactly exactly so i'm not sure if it's still there but i wouldn't be surprised if it was yeah i wouldn't be surprised if it was so yeah there was all kinds of of flavor (laughs) all kinds of flavor there like that yeah yeah (laughs) Okay, so it's getting a little warm in here. You want to take a cool-off break? Let's take a cool-off break. It's very warm. We'll be right back. (laughs) Okay, so we're back. Uh, We're cooled off. We're cooled off. We're hydrated. So let's see here. Um, How did you and Dad meet? Well, the old-fashioned way. How's that? (laughs) We met in a bar. You met at a bar? We met at a bar. But mom, you don't go to bars. Uh, oh, well. You're a good Catholic church lady. <laughs> You're the church lady. Bars are for Satan. Hey, I was there, so it must have been a good place. It must have been. It must have been a good place. What bar? Where were you? So where? Where? what was your life like at this time so, around when you met dad? What were you doing? Okay, so I was a single mom. Okay. And a mother of... Who, me? No, your brother Carlos. Brother Carlos. Brother Carlos was five-ish. Mm-hmm. And I was a single, I'd been a single mom for several years. Mm-hmm. And I had, you know, I worked, I had my life, and I had a girlfriend, and she called me up, and she said, let's go up to Evergreen to the Little Bear and go dancing. Mm-hmm. Now, the Little Bear was a biker bar, so out front you could see all of the they weren't all hogs, but they were all bikes parked out front. Right. And it was just a mountain bar with the wooden floors, and it was just 
a dump. It was all made out of wood. But it was a fun place. And they right. always had really good live music. Uh-huh. And local bands, and it was lots of fun. And What, like rock music? Or uh, just kind of like... Yeah. Yeah. It's like, kind of like country rock. Yeah, at the time. Because right. this is like the early 80s. So it was early the country 80s. rock and, and rock and roll. How old were you? I was... Um, how old was I? 27? No, I was 28. 28. I was 28. And what were you doing for a living? What was your uh, job at this 28. time? 28. Um, what was I doing then? I was working for AT&T. Working for AT&T doing what? I was in sales. Okay. So it was like the first time they had ever had women in sales. Oh, so you were one of the... Front runners. I was the bleeding edge. Okay. I was the bleeding edge. So that's what I did for a living. I had been a council, a school counselor. Okay. But I was starving to death. I couldn't make any money. Right. As a single mom. As a single mom. Of yeah. A I small kid. Yeah. 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 And so I had to get another job. I got this one. It worked out. The planets aligned. Mm-hmm. And that's what I was doing at the time. Okay. So, but I hadn't been doing it for very long, just a couple of years. And that's when your girlfriend said, let's go up to the Little Bear? Yeah, she said, let's go dancing at the Little Bear. Okay. And even though it was kind of a a organic biker bar. You you guys took me to the biker Did bar. Did I? You guys took me to Little Bear, yeah. It's fun. It's really cool. Yeah, I like it's it. a very cool place. It's like so many different places uh, up in the mountains like that where yeah. it just looks like old frontier building where it's just made out of logs. Yeah, you know? and like the sidewalk out front is old wooden sidewalk. Right. Yeah, it was. Yeah. it's a fun place. And it was a safe enough place for women to go by themselves because they had bouncers at the door. I swear these guys were seven feet tall and mm-hmm. 300 pounds. And were, they, there, were there like, would Hell's Angels ever be there? No. No? No. no. I, I don't mean like violent, but were there like some serious like biker life kind of guy, bikers there? Not like they are now. They were serious bikers for then. That's what I mean, like yeah. 70s. Like, you know, yeah. they have the, the vests, the colors, Easy the patches. Easy rider. Easy That's, rider. Yeah. 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 That kind. Not not the Hells Angels kind. Okay. Okay. So, although there were fights in there. Right. But usually that was in the back late at night and you just didn't go back there. But it, mm-hmm. other generally it was a safe enough place to go because they had these big bouncers. Right. And they would card your grandma. So there was nobody underage. Right. And if somebody was giving you a bad time, they'd... Give them the boot. Give them the boot. Nice. And so I was in there with my girlfriend, and I was dancing, and she was dancing. And she said, there's this cute guy at the other end of the bar. I'm going to go down there. Mm-hmm. Now, you got to understand, this place is packed. Right. It is packed. Right. And so she goes down to the end of the bar, and I go with her. And what did this guy look like? He was cute. Just paint, paint him. He was cute. He had on a baseball cap, and he was he was handsome. He had long curly hair and a mustache, a seventies mm-hmm. mustache. Uh huh. And you know jeans mm-hmm. that looked good on him. T-shirt. T-shirt. Yeah. Yeah. Skinny dude. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And he was out there dancing, and he's a good dancer. Was he just by himself? Well, no. See, that's the thing. Who was he with? That's the thing. So, (laughs) I went up, and this guy is sitting at a table with three women. Oh, so it's just one guy and three women. And three women at this table. Okay. And I'm thinking, huh, 
okay, well, well. Yeah. But anyway, he came over and asked me to dance, and I danced with him, and, and then he walks away. He leaves me on the dance floor. Mm-hmm. Doesn't walk me off, just leaves me. And it's like, well. He danced with no buy or anything? He's like, all right. He just vanished. Now, he claims he had to go to the bathroom, but nevertheless, okay. he just vanished. Okay. And so I'm like, okay, next. Right. And so I was dancing with some other guy, and then the one that left me on the dance floor kept looking at me and looking at me. And so he came over again finally and asked me to dance again, and we did. And and then it was closing time, and he asked if he could walk me out to the car, and we did. And he asked for my phone number, and I gave him my real phone number, which I didn't do back then. Why did you give him your real I phone number? I don't I liked him. <laughs> and he had a really hot car, and it was clean. What kind of car? Black Camaro. And it was Ooh, clean. Was Black like, Camaro. Oh, I like this. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's how I met your dad. And to this day, we've been married 36 years. That's to this day, I don't know who those three women are. About every six months or does, so. Does he know? Oh, he knows. He just won't tell He's me. not telling me. <laughs> And were said, they just friends or were oh, they he said it was, friends? It was my Bible study group. And I'm like, he says yeah, that? yeah, is that bogus or what? <laughs> yes. That's totally bogus. Now, he knows exactly who they are and he'll never tell me. He just laughs at me all these years. So then you guys met that night. Yeah. Um, tell me about the first date. So this is in June and I gave him my phone number and this is. I don't know, Friday night, Saturday night. It's a weekend night. Mm-hmm. And I thought, well, I'll wait and see if he calls me by Wednesday. Because that's like, in girl mind, that's like the appropriate see, you time. Guys, you guys were both living in Denver at the time, right? Yeah. yeah. How, how far out is Little Bear from Denver? I forget. Evergreen? Oh, that's about a half an hour drive. That's quite a drive for people just to go out to the bar and get drunk. And then well, drive back home. Yeah, it was really a bad drive, uh, too, because it's like a two-lane road that's a little windy-windy through the mountains. But yeah, we survived. Okay. We survived. Okay. What can I say? So, anyway, I'm waiting until Wednesday. And Tuesday night, he calls me. And so he yaks, and he yaks, and he yaks on the phone. And it's like, this man has got more words than... Well, do you remember what he was yakking about? Just He was telling me about being Indian. Oh, God. <laughs> hey, I was eating it up. What can uh, I say? Oh, yeah. He <laughs> knew what he was up. doing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so we decided that we were going to meet for lunch. Because uh-huh. it's like, that's safe. Because I really don't know who this person is. Right. It's just Go some, to a public place. Yeah, we're going to a public place in the middle of the workday. And blah, blah, blah. And so he said, where do you want to go? And I told him the name of a place I can't think of the name of it it was a fern bar which were very popular then what's a fern bar it's a restaurant really that has just a little bar on one end but it's decorated with ferns and plants because again this is like 1980s okay so it was a fern bar that was the decoration was just lots of ferns okay ferns and plants that was a thing it was a thing okay so I'm I'm at work, and I'm getting ready to leave, and my workmate said, where are you going? I said, I met this guy. I'm going to meet him for lunch. And they said, well, what does he look like? I said, I'm not sure I'll recognize him again. I don't know. <laughs> it was dark. Yeah. <laughs> it was dark. So I walked into this restaurant, and there's this guy sitting there in a three-piece suit. A three-piece three suit? A three-piece suit. Uh-huh. And it's like, that's him. <laughs> 
that's him. And so we had lunch, and uh, it went well. Mm-hmm. And three months later... He paid, right? Well, I don't remember, but I'm sure he did. Okay. If he hadn't, I'd have remembered. Right. So then he had to have... He'd have gotten the boot. Right. I'm sorry. He'd have gotten the boot. Yeah. So it is. Yeah. A single mom. Yeah. Anyway. So three months later, he asked me to marry him. Three months? I thought it was six months. Well, we waited another three months after that to get married because of taxes. Oh, so he proposed three months in. Yeah. Well, we were going to get married then. Okay. But it was... If we got married before the end of the calendar year, our tax rate for that year would have been a lot higher. Oh. Which is not particularly romantic, but that's what it was. And his job was numbers. He was a numbers guy, yeah. Yeah. He was working for um, the college system. He was a finance guy. Right. He was a finance guy. And so you were a single parent. Yeah. What was he? He was a single parent, too. So two single parents met. Two single parents met. And decided they wanted to get married. Three months in, they said, let's get married. But then held off another three months. But three months in, decided, let's get married. Well, we weren't young. How does that happen? We weren't young. We knew what we wanted. Because your dad, of course, you know, is 10 years older than I am. So. Oh, so the man's 10 years older. That hasn't been mentioned yet. Oh, yeah. The man's 10 years older than me. Okay. And he's got a daughter that is 10 years older than me. What? No. Yeah. <laughs> now there. Now that's something. <laughs> Is that right? <laughs> then make his daughter. He'd have his daughter when he was born. If he was ten years older and she's ten years older than you. I'm ten years older than her. Is that it? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I said that he backwards. Was, he was. Ten, that would have been bad. He was ten years older than you, and you're ten years older than. His daughter. Yes. Of whom he was raising, whom he was raising alone. Right. Okay. Right. All right. So, yeah, that would have been bad. <laughs> that would have run really bad the other way. <laughs> like the mistress. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. And so we just decided it would be a good thing to get married. And so we did that. And you guys never split. You're still together. Yeah. But I'll tell you what. I worked with a guy for years because when I was with uh, AT&T, mm-hmm. I progressed over time. I did well with the company and they moved me around. Right. But I traveled a tremendous amount. Mm-hmm. And so I worked with a guy and he said, Martha, the reason you're married is because you're always out of town. That's what it is. Uh, I said, well, that's kind of a harsh thing to say, but I was traveling quite a bit then. Absence makes the heart grow yeah, fonder. What can we say? So they say. What can we say? Yeah. So, yeah, we ended up with like a ready-made family. Mm-hmm. And then we thought that was it until there was that green beer. And then... And then I, and then and you, then I happened. And then you happened. A marvelous and, bonus. So when? So what year was that? That you happened? Yes. 1987. 1987. Yes. Um, and uh, if I remember correctly, I was almost born in a suburb of San Francisco, San, or in California. You were you were pregnant with me. You were like... I was still traveling. <laughs> oh, you were still traveling. I was still traveling, yeah. My job was in San Francisco still. Okay. But we had decided that we were going to move back to the Denver area. So when did you guys move from Denver to San Francisco? 
And what was the thing that Okay, drove so you? we got married and bought a house and then it wasn't even a year later cuz we got married New Year's Day mm-hmm. and I think I got transferred in October to San Francisco. Okay, so it was a job. So thing. it was a job thing, yeah. Okay. Yeah, and we hadn't been married long. Right. We hadn't been married long. So we moved to San Francisco. Jonette didn't want to come with us, your sister, because she was a senior in high school. And Which is understandable. <laughs> understandable. Right. So she lived with a family friend. Okay. And we moved out there, and we were in the Bay Area for about four years. Mm-hmm. And then I moved back to Denver, got transferred back to Denver. These are all job-related in, things. In 87, you got transferred yeah, back to Denver. Yeah, in 87, and we were there for a few more years, and then I was transferred to New Jersey. And that's after I was born. Uh, yeah, you were about... I was six. I was six yes. when we moved to New yes. Jersey. You were six. You were and, in first grade. And that was another job transfer. That was another job transfer, and that right. was like the world's longest commute because I got transferred and it was kind of at the beginning of the school year and oh, i wasn't yeah. sure how this transfer was going to work ah, i just wasn't sure about new jersey it right. was just one of those things so right. um your dad and you and carlos and all they you stayed in denver mm-hmm. and i rented a room from a lady in in uh, new jersey and i commuted home like every other weekend i would oh fly my back god and that was for a year oh my god a that year was, well, the better part of a year. Yeah. yeah. It was it was hard. Now, I remember that lady when we made that move when mm-hmm. finally we were all going to New Jersey. I remember the lady. I'm pretty sure she had a motorcycle in her garage. She had a motorcycle in her garage, but she moved it out of her garage mm-hmm. so that I could put my car in her garage. Well, that's sweet of her. And she moved it into the front foyer of her home and put kind of like satin all around it so it looked like a display for uh, Harley Davidson. <laughs> that's, so how did you meet this woman? Did you work with her? No. No, she was just... I didn't realize when I moved to New Jersey that you couldn't just rent an apartment. Like every what? place I'd ever lived before, you go rent an apartment. Well, back east, the housing is tight. And there aren't any rentals like that. Right. And so what you would do, a person like me would do, is you get an agent, like a real estate agent, only it's a rental agent, and you go through an agency, and people list... They have those here, too. They're not necessary, but they do have rental agents here. Well, I used an agent, and he found this room for me and said, go check it out. And so I went and knocked on this woman's door, and she lived in a beautiful somerset county it was jackie jackie oak territory these are mansions these are beautiful places so i pull up the driveway and i'm like holy moly this isn't bad Mm -hmm. and i met her and saw the room and it was big and i had my own bath and so i stayed there nice yeah i stayed there and then um carlos by this point was living on his own Right. Right. He had graduated from high school and he had moved out and was going to um, University of Colorado. Right. So he was in school there. So he never made, he came back to visit back east, but he never made that move. Right. Right. So he's in college. Yeah. 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 Uh, So then we moved to New Jersey. Um, And you still traveled quite a bit for work. I did. I did. Just about. Yeah, two, three days a week I was gone. 
Wow. Every week. Most weeks. Most weeks. Most weeks. Yeah. And it was getting old. Yeah. It was tiring. So, and you were still working for AT&T. Yes. And this is around the time just before they got broken up, right? Well, no. I mean, I started working for them back in the 80s before divestiture. That's the original breakup. But... What? I mean, in the the nineties when in the, around ninety eight, yeah, when when it all started falling apart for AT and T, is about the time I said I'm out of here. Right. So yeah. Okay. Yeah, I took a package and I left. And uh, and then I remember you did a stint with Lucent. Briefly. Very briefly, and you said this isn't good either. Well, I was sick of the business. You were sick of corporate life. I was sick of the business, yeah. Right. I mean, I liked the technology because I'm a geek, mm-hmm. can I say. But I was sick of the lifestyle. Yeah. It was just, it was too hard. Yeah. And so your dad and I talked and he said, and it's like, well, we're leaving New Jersey, so where do we want to go? Mm-hmm. And I kind of wanted to go back to Denver. Yeah. And he kind of wanted to go to Oklahoma because that was where he was raised and you were little. Right. And you'd never been around family before. And right. that was important for him. And so that's where we moved. Okay. So then we moved there. And I remember we stayed with um, my Aunt Peewee and Uncle Joe Mac for a little bit. And then we got like a condo by the beach because there's a big lake there. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And then we got the house. And then we got the house. Yeah, we didn't know where we wanted to live, so it was mm. just kind of like, well, let's check it out. Right, right. And so we did. And we're still in that same house today. Yeah. All these years later. Yeah. Um, so you guys started working for school. See, Dad was mostly stay-at-home dad. Right. For a long time, right? He was. He was. And... Uh, and then when we moved to Oklahoma, you started working for Connor State College, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I um, my education background was in education in schools, right? But I had been out of it and been in the private sector for all those years, mm-hmm. and I, you know, your dad encouraged me. He said, "See what it's going to take to get your credentials back." Right. And so I kept sending letters and got my credentials back. And then the first year we moved back there, uh, had an opportunity to work at the college as a, a director of advisement. Mm-hmm. And then after a year, there was a counseling job that opened up in the town that we live in. Okay. So that's how I ended up there. And uh, so you started counseling in the uh, the junior high, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because nobody wanted to be a junior high counselor. Right. <laughs> and, you know, I didn't really want to either, but I loved it. As it turns out, I loved it. Kids are cute at that age. And then dad took on a job there too, right? Yeah. He started out, he was substitute teaching. Oh, yeah. Very rough school at first. I remember well, that. Well, it was kind of rough. Oh, that one. Yeah. That one. Yeah. 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 And then he got um, one of the um, principals. Mr. Uh, McIntosh, remember him? He passed away. Yes, I, I remember going to his funeral. He told he told your dad. He said, "You're a natural. Why don't you get your teaching credentials?" Really? Yeah. He said he told dad. Yeah, that. yeah, because oh. he used to substitute in his school all the time, and he saw him, and he said, "Right, you need to be a teacher." Right. And so your dad went back and got his credentials, and then he went to hmm. teach English. <laughs> and then you guys both 
pretty much had the same jobs and then uh, yeah we worked in schools together and and never how many how many years 15 um i i left at 17 i want to say 17 or 18 years it was longer than i that's thought that's quite a long career I yeah mean, that's, yeah that's, for a second career a second career yeah, yeah. that's wild yeah. yeah but you know you start working and then life goes on and right there you are yeah and so we both retired from there and now we do whatever we feel like. Now you do whatever you feel like. Which is nice. And once a year, you feel like visiting Austin. And so I come to Austin in the heat of summer. Yeah, I every ought, time. I ought to have my head examined. Yeah. Um, and then now we're here. But now we're here. And you get to be a guest on your first I, podcast. This is my first podcast. And I got to tell you, I'm nervous. Oh. So I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you all enjoyed it, too. If you did, donate. Uh, help me keep creating more and better content um, and help me get more opportunities to keep making the show happen and to get more interesting, lovely people in here like my mom. But not in the summer. For guests. Yeah. Uh, help, you know, if you want to help me get a place with central heat and air, you know, that'd be <laughs> sweet. I wouldn't have to turn off the AC to make this uh, somewhat listenable. Um, if you want to donate, you can donate at my Patreon, patreon.com slash that thing with James. Um, you can check me out on social media at James J. Asher, and you can go to my website, jamesjasher.com. And again, if you're watching this on YouTube, please like, subscribe, comment, and share this show with your friends. See, you know, maybe someone will like this. I don't know. I, there's some people who like it. I'm getting steadily getting some more subscribers on the audio. Nice. The YouTube's kind of slow, but the audio, it's like I'm getting like five new subscriptions every week. Sweet. I have no idea who's listening to it. But if you're listening to this, you're welcome to donate at my Patreon. All the information's going to be in the description. I love you all. Thank you so much for listening. And mom, thank you so much for being a guest and doing this. Thank even though you, it James. is sweltering in this apartment. <laughs> and uh, I will see you all next week. Bye.